This is Linda, a.k.a. Mommy Powers, and you are listening to Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast. Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about Travel for One. I'm just reading my AARP bulletin. Yes, I get this uh, delivered to my home. I am over the age of 50. I'm 53, and I enjoy reading this. There is an article in here. Um, discussing solo travel, uh, the author of the article is Veronica Stoddart, so I just wanted to share a few things that stood out to me in the article. Um, travel for one, fueled by women over 55, solo vacations are becoming increasingly popular. Um, I've never taken a full-on trip by myself. I have traveled to other destinations by myself as far as, you know, on the plane by myself. Um, I've never actually been like to another country by myself. I've gone to conferences by myself. I've stayed in hotel rooms by myself. But as far as visiting other countries, that's not something that I've done yet. Um, I'm not excluding it. I may do it in the future. I just haven't had a chance to do that as of, as of yet. Um, evidently, solo travel is a huge trend that's being driven largely by boomer women, baby boomers. I'm not quite a baby boomer. I'm 53 years old. I think most the youngest boomers are like 55, so I miss the baby boomer cut off by like two years, but I'm still very much um, included. Oh, that's not the right word. I do a lot of boomer stuff. I consider myself a boomer, even though technically I'm not. So let's see, what are some cool things in here? Over the past five years, solo travel has been the fastest growing segment of business for many travel agencies. Women over 55 especially are curious learners and passionate about travel. They've worked their whole lives to travel and don't want to sit home. They'd rather be on the road and connecting with people. Spike in solo travel, especially on riverboats. Uh, riverboat cruises, small ship cruises. 90% of this particular company's solo riverboat cruisers are over the age of 50. Baby boomer generation is now empty nesters and recently retired. So, of course, they have time to travel. 75% of this particular travel agency's Travelers are solo women. That's huge. Um, solo travel can be pricey. Surcharges abound, often because a single booking is taking up a room space that otherwise could house two people. For example, a six-day river cruise in May of 2020 with Avalon Waterway starts at 1929 per person for a couple. A single traveler pays 
3,331. Similarly, a nine-day air-inclusive motor coach tour to San Antonio and New Orleans. Shout out to my hometown, San Antonio. With holiday vacations in April of 2020, costs $3,999 per person. So basically, four grand. With double occupancy, that same trip is $4,799 for a solo traveler. That is almost $1,000 more. That is not cool. Whoa. Okay. Uh, Bonnie Mack, a 72-year-old retiree living in Clearwater, Florida, has taken several international solo trips. Traveling alone helps you get into a better place and connect with other people, she said. When you're with a companion, you tend to stay with your companion. So she's saying that you get to meet more people if you travel solo, which I can totally see, unless you are an introvert like me, and I just tend to stick to myself, and I do not socialize with others. Because I am super duper shy. That's why I love this podcast so much. Because I don't have to actually interact with other humans. (laughs) I'm not joking. Okay. So, what are some tips for solo travelers? And most of these tips I'm guessing are really aimed at women. Um, There's a lot of people who don't think women should travel by themselves, which is ridiculous to me. Um, No one ever says men shouldn't travel by themselves. No one ever questioned men when they go on trips. But a woman traveling by herself raises all kinds of eyebrows and what are you doing and is it safe and are you scared, yada, 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 on and on and on. It's just ridiculous. Women have just as much of a right of a right to travel solo as men. Period. So, let's go to some tips for solo travelers. Once again, this is an article out of the AARP Bulletin which I enjoy reading every month. I read it from front to back. No shame. No shame at all. Tips for solo travelers. Unsure about traveling alone. And I'm sure there are many of you out there who are unsure about traveling alone. It can be a daunting experience if you've never done it before. Um, I personally would suggest just traveling to another state. Or maybe even just another city, like if you live in Texas, if you live in Austin or San Antonio or Corpus Christi, hop on a plane and go to Dallas or Houston or Del Rio. Just stay in your state, try it out, see if you like it. And then from there, you know, the next time you want to take a trip, go to a neighboring state. You know, book a flight or a train ride, if you're in Texas, you know, go to New Mexico, go to Arizona, go out to California, visit Florida, 
there's tons of places here in the U.S. that you can visit and get your feet wet, so to speak, in solo travel. And then once you've done that and you feel confident traveling by yourself, you know, book a cruise somewhere. Go to the Bahamas. Uh, take a flight down to Mexico. The beaches in Mexico are fantastic. Go up to Canada. Visit our neighbor up north. Canada is amazing. So let's get to tips for solo travelers. Unsure about traveling alone? Dispel your concerns and get the most out of your trip. Book a tour or cruise. The company organizes your trip and provides more security. Plus, you'll travel with people with whom you can share the experience and no solo meals. There's a certain safety and comfort factor, says Katherine Bonner, a senior vice president with TAUK, T-A-U-C-K. Find a safe destination. Do some research, especially on no-go neighborhoods. For international destinations, check the State Department's travel advisory. That's always a good idea. Check the State Department's travel advisory before you book a trip out of the country, um, just to be safe. Try to find people who have been to the same place that you're going to. Um, if you're on Facebook, there are all kinds of groups for practically everything. Just do a, a search on where you want to visit and see if there are any groups there that can help you with recommendations for places to stay, restaurants, um, maybe bad neighborhoods or areas to avoid. Just you want to be safe. Share your itinerary. Leave a copy with someone at home and stay in touch regularly. If you're going abroad, register your trip with the State Department Smart Traveler, Smart Traveler Enrollment Program, which helps the U.S. Embassy contact you in a political, weather-related, or other emergency. Okay, that right there, the State Department Smart Traveler enrollment program. I had no idea that even existed. We've been out of the country, traveled out of the country numerous times, and we have never contacted a U.S. Embassy. I had no idea that was a thing. I just learned something. So yes, share your itinerary. Um, I would go one further Anytime I take a Lyft or an, an Uber, I share right away. As soon as I get in the car, I share all the information, where I'm going, where I'm currently at. I send it to my husband. I send it to my cousin. This is where I'm at right now. This is the route we're taking. This is my destination. This is my driver. I share all of it. So you may want to do that also if you aren't currently doing it. Share your itinerary. The next one is get medical emergency travel insurance. This one is huge. I don't know if you guys heard about, uh, there was a guy just recently, like last week or something. Um. So, it was, I think, about two weeks ago, this 
man and his wife were visiting Mexico. Something happened to him. He had to be hospitalized. He racked up a huge bill in the hospital. He could not pay it. And the hospital was essentially holding him captive until he paid the bill. Um, finally, uh, Tyler Perry, well-known movie producer and director, came to his rescue and paid the $14,000 bill for him, and he was finally released from the hospital. So yes, medical emergency travel insurance is a must. And for those of you on Medicare, please remember, uh, Medicare doesn't typically cover you when you're abroad. Insurance also provides a 24-hour toll-free hotline, especially valuable if you're alone. Check to make sure the insurance covers pre-existing conditions, and find a plan that covers the cost of getting someone to your bedside should you end up in the hospital. Next one, be safe at night. This goes without saying, um, before I travel anywhere, I always uh, do an online search, try to find out what areas are high crime areas because I want to avoid those areas. Um, I familiarize myself with the map at the location so I know or have some type of idea where I'm going, um, what areas I need to stay away from. If I'm out at night, I try to stay in well-lit areas that have a lot of high traffic in them, well-populated areas. I'm not going to be going off into any dark alleyways anytime soon. So yes, you need to be safe at night. Um, ask your concierge, hotel desk clerk, or host whether your intended night spot is safe for single. If a situation or place doesn't feel right, leave immediately. Listen to your gut. Follow your, your intuition. If a place, if you're in a place and something or someone feels shady, you feel unsafe, you're uneasy, just listen to your gut and get out of there. Stay sober. Without a companion to watch your back, drinking responsibly will help you maintain control. Yes, most definitely. I do not drink alcohol, so I don't have to worry about staying sober. I'm always sober. Um, the biggest thing that I would be concerned about if I did drink alcohol would be someone spiking my drink. Um, you don't want to leave your beverage unattended at any time. Whenever you're out, um, take it with you. Keep your eye on it all, at all times. You don't want somebody slipping something into your beverage that is going to affect your sobriety. Join a night tour. It's a fun and secure way to see a city at night, and you can choose from many options around the world, such as pub crawl in London or an after-dark river cruise in Paris. Night tours are great. They're a lot of fun. Um, you get to see the city in a different light, so to speak. Um, also, if you're traveling somewhere where the temperatures are extreme, like really hot during the day, it can be... Um, it can be difficult to sightsee if it's really hot. So night tours are a way to see things and you don't have to worry about the heat. Enjoy the theater or a music venue. They're perfect solo entertainment for an evening out. Take advantage of your solo status. Save time by using single rider lines at theme parks like Walt Disney World and Universal Orlando. 
or get a last-minute single theater ticket, which can be easier to find than two seats. Definitely. It's way easier to find a theater ticket or a ticket to a sports event, a basketball game, a football game, if you're the only person. That's, that's a no-brainer. Choose a solo-friendly accommodation. Stay in a B&B or small inn where it's easier to meet other travelers and the owners. Book time with other people. Find locals, fellow travelers, or special events via meetup.com, Women Welcome Women Worldwide, or social media. Minimize loneliness at a restaurant. Eat at the bar or in a booth where you'll appear less conspicuous than at a table alone. Lots of people don't like eating alone. Um, I don't really have a problem with eating alone. I would probably, you know, be sitting up at the bar. Um, but there's times when I'll eat in a booth by myself. Choose a restaurant with communal tables to mingle with others or go to a dinner show to be entertained while you eat. Another thing I do is just take my food to go and eat it in my hotel room while I am relaxing on the bed, watching a TV show, or just chilling. I mean, you don't have to eat in a restaurant by yourself if you don't want to. Uh, just about every restaurant has to-go options. Just take your food to go. Eat with locals. Book a meal with local hosts in their own homes in dozens of countries around the world through a site. I lost my train of thought. Through a site like mamassocialfood.com. And they're spelling mamas with a Z. So M A M A Z S O C I A L. F-O-O-D.com, mamassocialfood.com, or eatwith.com, E-A-T-W-I-T-H.com. You'll not only enjoy an authentic home-cooked meal, but also meet welcoming locals. I am unfamiliar with both of these sites, although I will now be looking them up. Um, just in general, when we travel... I love to eat where the locals eat. I tend to stay away from the really touristy places and restaurants, unless they're like well known for something and I want to try it out, you know, like a beignet place in New Orleans or I don't know, just, you know, a super duper burger that everyone talks about, something like that. Um, if a place is known for spectacular desserts, you know, then I will go to that place. But I prefer um, hole-in-the-wall restaurants where the food is authentic and usually a lot more affordable. So a delicious meal at an affordable price, eating where the locals eat, and you just get more of a feel for the location you're at. You know, it's not all just touristy stuff. I want the real deal. You know, what is this place about? What makes this place special? I don't want Americanized food that's created especially or just for tourists. I want real authentic food in whatever location I'm at. 
Um, also, I like to book food tours when we visit someplace. Um, food tours are a fantastic activity. Um, I book them online. I also book other activities online before we even get to the destination. So I have somewhat of an itinerary of what I want to do, or at least what is available in a particular area. Food tours are so much fun. Um, usually you get picked up or you meet your uh, tour guide in a specific location. You're usually on a bus or a van, um, air-conditioned. They take you to several different restaurants. Um, usually these are restaurants that you wouldn't normally go to if you were a tourist because a lot of them are off the beaten path. You go in there, they talk to you about the restaurant, about the food, you get to sample the food, uh, you get to meet other travelers, and it is just a lot of fun. A great way to see places you wouldn't normally see, because uh, it's not just about the restaurant. You know, I like, I enjoy the ride to the restaurant, you know, taking in all the scenery, taking pictures. If I see something along the way, you know, that interests me, I'll make note of it, like, oh, you know check that out, let's come back at a later date, you know, and visit this place or that place. So yeah. So these are all tips for solo travelers. I know there are tons more trip, uh, tips out there. And if you have tips that you would like to share with me here on Anchor, there is a button or an icon you can push to leave me a message so by all means go ahead and do that I would love to hear from you uh, travel is amazing we love to travel as a family um, just travel I mean get a passport you know go get a passport travel see the world now, some people are stuck in the same city or town that they were born in They've never left this, their home state. You know, it's just, uh, get out and see the world. There's so many places that you could visit, so many different cultures, so many, just, the world is an amazing place. If you just get out and explore, you know, expand your horizon, just do it. So... This is Linda, a.k.a. Mommy Powers. You've been listening to Mixed, Bless Mixed Blessings with Mommy Powers, the podcast. I hope everybody enjoyed this short little episode. I just wanted to check in with you guys. And as always, stay safe, love one another, and take care of yourself.